many lights do you see? There are four lights! There are four lights! <laughs> there really are. There's four lights up there. There really are. There really are. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Good Luck High Five. Oh, fine. Whatever episode this is. Hold on. <laughs> Just welcome. Just welcome. Just you know, welcome. To, the, to, welcome to episode. <laughs> episode 555. Yay. Ooh, 555. Five, five. Wow, 555. Five, five. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is for you if you like Magic the Gathering, if you are Magic the Gathering, or wish to become Magic the Gathering one day. Uh, we're glad you're here. <laughs> wow, Maria, that's the first time that you've done that part, maybe I know. ever. I know. It was it's, really weird. I'm feeling very strange yeah. right now. But you now did you great, do, though. You have to do my part now. Oh, I'm one of your hosts, Maria. <laughs> and I'm one of your hosts, Megan. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. This episode's <laughs> off to a great start. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Megan. And I'm one of your hosts, Maria. Oh, thank God. There we go. Ooh. The and in world case you, has righted itself. Yeah. In case you couldn't see at the start of this video, um, we were doing the bit from, from Star Trek because there were, you could see, I, I now adjusted my camera, but there were four lights above me. Yeah, Wait, it was, it was there, were very good. there were five, five lights, lights above me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're recording remote this week. If you listen to the upkeep, you already know that. Thank you for being amongst our favorite children. Uh, but Megan's in Rhode Island this week, so we're recording. Yeah. From Rhode Island and from my home here in Minneapolis, I've got my cat, Mr. Lear, is here hanging out with me. He's um, so cute. I don't think he's going to be as vocal as Molly, though. Something tells me. Yeah, he's already been much more quiet. He's just He chilling. went through the entire upkeep without saying meow. Yeah, that is true. That's true. So um, I'm sorry, everybody. You won't get to yeah. hear Molly's meows, but you'll get to hear Lear's silence. So M Molly has never been awake for 10 minutes and not meowed in her entire lifetime, as far as I know. <laughs> She has a lot to say. She really does. <laughs> and we have a lot to say on this episode as well. That's How right. Like that segue. <laughs> Solid. Real Thanks. nice. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking this week about uh, data for Limited in Wilds of Eldraine. It just hit Arena last week. People are diving into the format. They want to know what's what, how to play it, how to do well at it, how to win. Uh, and this weekend is actually the Arena Open. So uh, this will be a great primer for you going into that event. Yeah, it's time to know what this draft format is all about. And though I have been playing it, I have declined to look at the data so that Maria yes. can reveal to me some some of its surprising aspects. I know. I'm so excited to let Megan in on all of the dirty details as well as you because uh, it's quite shocking sometimes. And in this case, I mean, it's not not shocking. I'll say that. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> it is solidly you know, not not shocking. Sometimes we look at it and we're like, oh, yeah, I expected that yeah. or whatever. But this time I looked at it and I was like, what? Uh, excuse What? Me? Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to share all that data with you and hopefully get you ready for uh, the arena open. If you've never played in one of those, they're super fun. You do sealed on day one. If you make it to day two, you draft and you can win up to $2,000. It's just a good time. It is a good time. Limited. You know, we don't have Grand Prix anymore, except the one coming up in Vegas next weekend. Yeah. I mean, basically as a Grand Prix for limited. So exactly. Oh, that's also very exciting. I know. So it's like, already sold out. People were very excited. I, it's. It, I mean, I was when they announced it. I was like, yeah. "This is very expensive," but also, I'm excited that we are getting basically a limited Grand Prix. Yeah, you know, so, absolutely. Those are my two thoughts. <laughs> um, before we get started, we have some people to thank. First and foremost, amongst them are you, the listeners and patrons of this show. 
Yes, thank you so much to everybody who supports us. Uh, you can be one of those cool people, our sweet Good Luck High Five family, by going to patreon.com slash glhfmagic. For a little, as little as a dollar a month, you get access to our super awesome Discord server full of the best people in Magic hanging out and talking about our favorite game. That's um, right. Such and a deal. Thank you, thank you so much this week to uh, Jason for increasing Yay, their pledge. Jason. Yeah, not only can you get a sweet shout out on the episode by becoming a new patron, you can also increase your pledge like Jason, who now gets a sweet pun on their name from Megan. Jason, you are racing to the top of our list of cool people. (laughs) Hey, Jason, if I was stuck at a summer camp and you came and murdered me, I wouldn't be so sad. Wow, wow, um, okay. Ooh, yeah, one, of, yeah. one of these was darker than the other, but it is the start of spooky season. That's right. Hey, so, Jason, your mom's scary. <laughs> wow, hot spoilers for, for the first Friday the 13th. Wow. <laughs> From 1970. I was going to say like 40 years in the spo- <laughs> a Spoiler, 40 years in the making. I'm going to look at this up. Oh, speaking yeah. of like. Okay, that's another segue. Friday the 13th, number one. That's what I'm just Googling. Uh, 1980. Can you believe that? I thought for sure it was the 70s. But speaking of shows from the past, uh, we've been talking about X-Files a lot on this podcast recently because Megan's going through her first watch of it. And I'm a huge X-Files fan and I've loved it for a long time. And it's the 30th. It was the 30th birthday of X-Files the other day. I know. I I just got so nostalgic. Happy 30th X-Files. It's Happy it's 30th. really good. It's really great. Uh, um, yeah. It's also going to be Arena's fifth birthday coming up. Oh, yeah. On September 27th. Exciting. They, How many birthdays in September? So many September birthdays. <laughs> um, my current, this is just my only current thing to say about X-Files. Yeah, I haven't yeah. watched it in about the past week because I've been out of town and my partner and I watch it together. Yeah. Um, but it is... It is wild to me that the writers were not intentionally writing Mulder as like crazy in love with Scully (laughs) as early as season two, because he just like they didn't realize that they were. But he just he really is. I mean, look, Mulder and Scully invented shipping. They invented it. (laughs) But specifically season two, it's just like it's like not even you're not even like. It's not like a will they, won't they in season two. It's just like, oh, he's in, he's he's big in love with her. <laughs> he's down bad, as the kids like to say. <laughs> what? Oh, that's, oh, yeah, that's a great one. I like that one. Down bad. Um, down bad? Yeah, meaning you've like really got it bad for somebody. <laughs> that's what. That's a really, that is a really good, that's a fun really phrase like to say. No, oh, I'm he's not down always bad. here for what the, the slang the kids are bringing in, like Riz. I don't think I'm. 100% no, I will never. That. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm definitely not on board with glizzy, meaning hot dog. That one I can throw out the window. <laughs> yeah, but down bad, I give that one a yeah, thumbs up. Absolutely. Oh, he's <laughs> this down is a bad. podcast where we rate a teen slang. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So thank you everybody for being patrons. Um, Patreon.com/slash/glhfmagic, where you get not only magic information but also a lot of other stuff that you didn't ask That's for. Right. We were still right in the middle of talking about patrons. <laughs> yes, we were <laughs> when we took when we took this week's X Files segue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you as well to Card Kingdom, CardKingdom.com/slash/glhf. The best place to go if you want to buy cards in a way that supports our segues. Yes, absolutely. 
Absolutely. You can go to cardkingdom.com slash GLHF and every purchase you make supports one segue on Good Luck High Five. That's right. Or one tangent. You can you can be supporting (laughs) one tangent or one segue. Absolutely. Either or. Uh, You can buy Wilds of Aldrain there. It's available right now. Uh, They have great customer service, super fast shipping. Uh, If you want to sell some of your old draft chaff that you don't want anymore, you can turn it into store credit, which will uh, give you a better return on your investment there and buy some new stuff. If you're looking for singles for Commander, if you like shiny cards like me, uh, Card Kingdom is a place that we recommend you do your magical shopping. Everybody, it's time to play the randomizer. Before we dive into the data today, we're going to take a uh, pit stop here at Funtown and hit the random button on scryfile.com and try and guess what the card does based on the art alone. (laughs) How do you like this one, Maria? Megan has texted me this piece of art. I got to make it big here. Oh, yeah. Let's take a look at this card. This guy can get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Are you down bad for this angel? I'm down bad for this angel. This is uh, what I'm looking at is... (laughs) don't know what are the most gratuitously photographed photograph painted <laughs> magic angels that's a man in the history of magic the gathering yeah um uh looking like he's posing on the cover of a romance novel this yes angel is chest out new fully upper half nude while wings uh, uh, spread golden halo over a sunset sky holding a golden spear and wearing a great uh like leather skirt yeah and has some great like wind tossed hair oh yeah the hair is the hair looks excellent yeah this is definitely a white card um and it's an angel so i'm gonna call this a card um beefcake angel (laughs) Uh, what what do i think it's actually called like angel like guardian angel or something like because he looks like he's protecting protecting you know guardian uh guardian good looking guardian guardian angel (laughs) it's a three this card is a three five absolutely there's no question in my mind this is a three five it is flying and then you can pay one in a white to have damage redirected to this guy instead of your creature (laughs) (laughs) all right you know what you like there's some like it does have an activated ability okay it's called malik malik of the dawn okay well it does look like dawn i'll give him that yeah um and i looked it up uh malik is a is like a messenger angel in judaism oh okay so this is um malik of the dawn or it means sorry it may mean messenger and it also means angel anyways angel got it uh so it's basically angel of the dawn uh creature angel it's a two four for two white white oh so close it's really close it obviously has flying and it has white 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 regenerate it oh that's so weird so this is from planar chaos yes which is why it's such a bizarre card that i've never seen before yeah wow okay well i feel like i got you know part of the way there 40 percent maybe yeah, 45. I think you got pretty close. I would, I would say you got further. I would say you got like 60. All right, 60%. I'll take it. All right, here's your card. <laughs> I didn't want to send it to Megan until oh the God. last minute because the art is so good. Wow. Okay. This is... <laughs> okay. We Welcome appear- to September. My guess is that it looks like maybe we are on the deck of a ship. Yeah, that's what I would or say. Or similar. Maybe we're on the weather light, honestly, because this looks like what's it? This looks a little like Gerard, and that yeah, looks yeah. a little like Squee. And that's Squee down there, probably. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm going to say that they're on the deck of the weather light. They are. <laughs> <laughs> they are fighting. Uh, the upper, the 
the upper half of a skeleton. Oh, God, they're coming for you. Yes. And you may be wondering, how is the upper half of a skeleton fighting? It's like connected by like weird, like sinewy, like gross looking sinewy stuff. Yeah. The same kind of like spidery sinewy stuff is like, has like thrown someone off the deck of the weather light in the background. And it also has rather that it has like an arm, but instead of a hand, it has like an enormous scythe. Yeah, this is as this a is hand. Bad news. bad news. Exactly. This is like this is very bad news. Skeleton. <laughs> Squee right. is yelling. Gerard is also yelling. And um, they've already like gotten somebody in the back there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they like they chuck somebody off off the weather light. Um, and the skeleton is also yelling. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I wanted to let you know that there is the name of this card is a pun. What. So, Yes, you wouldn't expect that from this creepy looking card, but no, I would not. And now I, I can't think of like this is like a story point in one of the books or something like from back in the day. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna call this chattering bones. <laughs> it's not a pun, but it's like the closest right, thing I can come up with. At the, All right. Yeah. Um, ch- chattering bones. Um, it's a. Uh, I'm going to call it, it's going to be like a a 1-1 death touch for one in a black Uh skeleton, obviously. Um, And then it has the, it's going to have the skeleton ability where it can come back from the graveyard. Um, But only like you can pay one in a black and return it from the graveyard to the battlefield tapped, but only if an opponent had a creature die this turn. Oh, wow. I love it. Well, I mean, I would say you also got pretty close, but this is a weird, this is a bizarre card. I don't know the last time I've seen a card this weird. It is from Tempest. It is called Carrionette. Carrionette is the name of this card. Wow. One in a black for a one, one Skellington. I'm going to read you the old text first because I think it's funny. Two black, black, remove Carrionette and target creature from the game. That creature's controller may pay two to counter this ability. Use this ability only if Carrionette is in your graveyard. So wow. today we call that exile. So you can yeah. exile target creature, Carrionette, and target creature unless that tr- creature's controller plays two. Activate only if Carrionette is in your graveyard. That is a very weird, and I don't think I've ever seen a card that does that kind of thing these days. Yeah, I have never seen that kind of ability in my life. And I mean, like, let's hope your opponent can't pay two. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a, you know... One 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 Skellington. I got that. I got that close. Yeah, you did. You did. You got it. Was one one Skellington. Yeah. Um. I didn't think. I, I do think. I also said it was one in a black. Yeah. Yeah. You did. All you right. got the cost. I and feel the, pretty good about that. Or toughness. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think this is a very cool card, though. Yeah. Um. I would never. I think that. I don't know how many years it would have taken me to come up with this pun. Yeah. <laughs> like if if you had just been trying to get me to guess it, with no clues but the art. Uh, six to eight years. Yeah, <laughs> I think. What a bizarre card, and what a great start to the spookiest time of year. And good thing that I've got this skeleton prop with me here at my desk for this carrionette. And also, did you only think I had one? No, I have two. <laughs> so many skeletons. I'm gonna put them by the microphone, everybody, so yeah. you can hear them at home if you're not watching the video. Uh, I have so many skeletons in my house. Hear, I love hear them bones. Hear, yeah, you, you can hear them bones. <laughs> It's time to talk about Wilds of Eldraine Limited, and we're going to dive face first into some data here. Yeah. All right, Maria. Yes. Before I look at any of this, yeah. 
Give me the questions you want me to take take my best guess at. Okay. So what we're going to cover in this, by the way, we're going to talk about the speed of the format. We're going to talk about the best colors to draft. And then we're going to break down the best commons to draft as well as the best commons by color. Uh, so what I'm first going to ask you mm-hmm. is um, we're going to get to this later, a little bit later in our um, analysis. But w- how many colors do you think are represented amongst the t- top 10 best commons in Wilds of Eldraine Limited. You can play along at home as well. All with right. your guess I'm going to go with three. Three. That's a fair guess because we've been having um, some past sets which have had some colors which are better or worse than others. Yeah. And some have not cracked the top ten. Um, three is a little abnormal, but I would say that's happened in, uh, I think, yeah. some of the past sets. It's kind of been happening recently. The color balance has been off. Mm-hmm. I will say this. You're not correct. Um, do you want to go up or down? I'll go up. I'll go. I'll go four. Wait, no. Oh. Do you know what? Wait, I'll go five. <laughs> oh, five. The most balanced, perfect set ever existing in the game of Magic the Gathering. Uh, incorrect. Incorrect. It is actually two. Oh, no. Two colors are represented amongst the top 10 best commons in the game based oh, no. on game in hand win rate from 17lands.com. That means if you draw the card, how likely are you to win the game? There is only two colors from this set represented, which shocked me when I looked at this yeah. data. But do you know what? I can get I can guess which colors those are. Okay. I will okay. guess which colors those are later. Okay, we'll get to that later. Okay. Um, yes, I'm going to let you also know we were talking about uh, Simic and hoping that Simic was not the worst color like it's been for so yeah. long in draft. And I'm going to let you know that it is not the worst color to draft. Do you know what? I do feel that. I have been feeling that from it. It is not as bad as it has been. I will say this. It is the second worst color to draft. <laughs> yeah, that feels correct. That feels... <laughs> That feels correct. What color pair do you think is worse than Simic in Wilds of Eldraine draft? <laughs> mm. uh, we're talking two color pairs yeah. here, everybody. Uh, so that's where we're going to start things off. Splashing is go... a thing in this format, and we'll get into that later. But okay, this one's a this one's a, a real shot in the dark. Okay, 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 I'll admit that's fine. That's a hard question. Yeah, but I'm going to go blue red. Blue, red, that is not right, but is it is among the lower uh, yeah. scoring color combinations here in this format. Um, it's actually Azorius, white, That blue. was going to be my next, ca- like I, I was deciding between is it and Azorius. Yes, uh, yeah, it, it is not doing great. Yeah, not doing Azorius great. has felt rough every time that I, I don't think I've, I think I drafted it. Mm, I don't think I have drafted actually. I take that back. Every time I've played against it, it's been like... This yeah, se- this seems rough. So we'll get into that more in a second. But first things first, we need to talk about the speed of the format because that's going to inform a lot of the decisions that we make when we're uh, approaching our gameplay and even talking about color pairs and color strength and all that kind of stuff. So when we're talking about the speed of the format, we're talking about how fast is a game over? <laughs> you know, how many yep. turns does it take to kill your opponent dead? And we've got a lovely spread of data here uh, that talks about how fast the various formats have been in comparison to each other. Mm-hmm. And Wilds of Eldraine Premier Draft, so this is best of one, matches up exactly with Kaldheim Premier Draft. Wow. The exact same uh, game win rate on the play, which is hovering around between 0.52 and 0.53. So you definitely want to be on the play in this format. It is a faster format. Yeah. But I will say it's um, 
it's not quite as fast as other stuff that we've seen recently. That is very true. Yeah, we have a couple of sets that we've seen recently which are faster than this. So thank God. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking specifically at uh, right uh, Phyrexia. All will be one. Yep. Yep. And March of the Machine. We're both faster. Yeah. So we're not in March of the Machine or Phyrexia All will be one territory, but we are in the territory of Call Time, which, in my opinion, didn't feel too bad as no. far as what I remember from that set. No, it did not. All right. Um, speaking speaking of though, Maria. Yes. Because you're talking. We're talking about Premier Draft. Yeah. Do you want to hear my secret? I do want to hear your secret. I have. I have. Don't really play Premier Draft anymore. I have gone back to traditional. Wow, Megan's been, getting the best of three life. I've been playing my best of three life. You are living your best of three life. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you know what? That's how it feels. I like it better. Say, talk to me more about this change in your life. Um. So I just realized that like it was, I, w- I was just kind of tired of playing, having it count as like a game or, you know, playing games that were would be decided by screw or flood. Sure. So often. Yeah. Right? Like I just realized it's like, oh, do you, I I appreciate the shape of a match where sideboarding matters. Yeah. Like did I did I in my draft care about taking some good sideboard cards? Um can I like sculpt a better deck for games 2 and 3, which I feel like um, one of my strengths has been like the answer is yes, that I feel good about my sideboarding. I mean, we um, hear from pros all the time that sideboarding is the number one skill that you need to develop if you want to get better at your limited gameplay in best of three matches. Like it, it feels good. And like, especially I feel like they right, and it also makes sense of all of these cards that otherwise like are so like spider food, for instance, Yeah, where it's like, that's a card that it's like, okay, in premiere, I'm only thinking about, is this a format where I main deck? this right right in this format the answer is yes Um, and i would honestly argue that in best of three even right now the answer is yes but it's like oh did i prioritize taking this this kind of card so that i had access to more copies of it post sideboard in in a game where it would be really good um and i just like i said i like the shape of a match like i play a lot of matches that go to three because it's like oh maybe i'll have a great game and then my opponent has a great game and then we have like a really nice balanced long game right um or, yeah, exactly. Or it's like, it makes it feel not so bad when you lose to a bomb because it's like, oh, hey, I then I win the next game when they don't draw that card. Right? I just, I just am liking it better. That's all. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, I'm like, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I feel like this is like a major life announcement. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, thank you. So thank you. Thank you. Congratulations on your best of three. Uh, <laughs> no, I 100% hear what you're saying because, and it's, it, it's an, it's the authentic experience, right? Yeah. If you go and play in a store, you're not playing best of one stuff with a hand smoother. That's exactly. not how it works. Um, and getting used to the hand smoother too is something that it can be a cold shock when yes. you go to play in store. It makes it feel like there's also, yeah, like there's more decision points about mulliganing that matter yes um which is which is really cool yeah i agree i think um best of three is truly the superior way to play draft but i'm also extremely impatient (laughs) so hopping in that premiere queue is really a great way to fulfill my my need for uh you know serotonin the most quickly right (laughs) Um, yeah and i also like best of three you just play three matches 
Yes. Like it doesn't matter your record. So it also, you never, it doesn't lead to the feel bads of like, sometimes you draft a great deck, you know, and in premier draft, like you just kind of end up like you get screwed, mana screwed two games in a row. And then like something like, right. And then you face a big bomb and you're like, well, this deck felt way better than this one, three or this two, three that I got out of it. Right. Um, And so traditional draft, it just feels like that just doesn't really happen. Because no matter what, you're going to play these three matches and across all of the sideboarded games and everything, it does it like that. That kind of feel bad for me just doesn't seem to happen nearly as much. And then the flip side of that is if you draft a bad deck, well, then you're stuck with it for the that's entire true. run. You have to, you just, <laughs> and that's a very real thing. Like you're just like, well, I am now in this for three <laughs> here, matches, here no matter what. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I didn't sign a prenup. I'm regretting everything. Yeah, yeah. I I, I totally get it. But you know, your speech is actually making me want to go and do a best of three. So like Maria, do you know what? It's like really, it's really fun. All right. I think you might have a convert here. It's to the point where now I just, I will, I'll do best, like I'll do premier draft um, or, or quick draft until I hit platinum. Yeah. Um, Just so that I get, you know, like the cosmetics that like the two different cosmetics that you get when you hit platinum for the month yeah and then i'll stop and that's when i switch to best of three and i don't look back oh that's awesome well everybody how do you feel about best of one or best of three let us know that's my wreck um we got recently a look into the format data about people who play magic arena but that was only constructed formats so like I wish they had released data yeah. on limited because I would just really love, I'm sure best of three is like way low compared to premier. But, but the thing is the draft queues, I was like, you would think you would notice it in the draft queue. And like the last couple of best of three drafts that I've done, it's like instantly fired. Like I hit, but yeah, like I hit like the okay or whatever. And it's like, I pop in the queue and then it's full. And then we start. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so. well, maybe I'm wrong then. Um, Arena, release the data. What are you afraid of? Let us know. <laughs> the people want to know. <laughs> I just really do want to know. I'm very interested. Yep. Uh, okay, well, everybody, you heard it for, here first. Play best of three. Have a great Arena experience. Um, have you been liking the format? Um, I Yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Yeah, me too. I think it's been really fun. It's been, yeah, it's been, it's been super fun. I posted my, like my first draft, which was when I was still doing premiere because I hadn't, I hadn't hit platinum yet when I started it. Right. I posted, which was like, a, like a real hot seven zero because it was absurd. Great. <laughs> yeah. Great. So, and then in, in best of three, I've had, uh, I've just had a couple of two ones so far. I've been having a good time, and I think a lot of that is down to the fact that the uh, battlefield, you can click on the little jelly beans, and then you can hit the yes. witch's house, and she's and like, Yeah. And um, I just uh, really like that. And Goose Pet, I mean. The Goose Pet. Goose Pet is overlook. endless joy. We can overlook the Goose Pet. I love Goose. So let's talk about the color uh, strengths of the format. We already know the format is fast, so that mm-hmm. it's going to... Um, what's the word translate into you needing to prioritize lower cost cards to be, to make sure that you don't die or that you can kill your opponent effectively. So I know a lot of people really like a lot of two drops Mm -hmm. in this format as well as tricks. And we're going to see that played out in the data here. So let's talk about the two color decks of the format and how they are stacking up. We already know Azorius is the worst (laughs) with a win rate of at the time of this recording, 50.6%, which is not good. No, no, um, the most, the most best deck, 
is Boros, red white. Wow. At 58.2%. So that's an eight point spread. This is me. The worst to the best. Saying gasp. Oh, are you gasping right now? I am gasping. <laughs> Do you think, were you uh, under the impression that Boros was a real stinker? No, I don't know that I thought it was a real stinker, but that was not my guess for the best deck. Well, I certainly wouldn't have guessed it. If you had only told me that Azorius was the worst, I would not have picked a deck with white in its color no. to be the best. I think that I would have, uh, and I have, I st- I'll, I'll look at it in a sec. My guess for best would be uh, Golgari, would be black green. Yeah, and uh, you are, you are, uh, let's take a look here. You are almost right. You're almost right because Golgari is coming in second place. Oh, yeah. And I I think a couple of days ago, it was in first, only recently knocked out by Boros. Yeah. It is only 0.2% behind Boros. And that makes sense to me. Golgari feels very strong. I agree. Golgari has access to some very, very powerful cards in this format. And black being the color, you know, the color that I'm going to highlight here and in Boros. Red being the color I'm going to highlight because, well, we already know it's not white. <laughs> Who's putting in the work there? We we already know. So number one is Boros, followed up by Golgari, Black Green. Uh, those are the two top colors in the format, followed by none other than Rakdos bringing up third with wow. 57.7%. Rats. 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 Where are the rats? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, Rakdos, it actually shocks me, is not first because it has these two strong colors that we've just call, called out mm-hmm. black and red. But uh, somehow, Boros and Golgari are beating it here. <laughs> yeah. Not really sure how that works, but that is what the data says. So those are our top three. Yeah. After Rakdos, we get to Gruel at 56.8%. Let me tell you, the other day, I got absolutely run over by a really great gruel deck. I was so impressed by it. You got grueled? I got I got grueled like big time. And this was <laughs> in a best of three. And I think that they two owed me like oh, cleanly. Wow. Okay. Because their deck was just like it it was busted. It was like it and it wasn't a bunch of rares or anything. It was just sort of like here's some big here's some big old creatures. And Deal then the it. um the adventure trick that gives a creature double strike. Oof. That was also how I found out that the one in a green adventure that just puts a monster roll on a creature is an instant. Yes. Yeah. Some of these cards, uh, like we said last episode, beware, which, what, what is a sorcery and what is an instant as far as adventures are concerned. And that one is the number one one that I thought was a sorcery. That's an instant. I absolutely thought that was a sorcery. And that was the game where like they just like instant speed put it on a creature and killed me. And you're like, what? By giving it trample. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Didn't, (laughs) did not know. Simply, I simply did not know. That, so those, those color decks are what I'm going to put in kind of like one tier. Okay. So that's Boros, Golgari, Rakdos, and Cruel is like tier S. Okay. (laughs) Or or I mean like Boros and Cruel and Golgari are really tier S. Those whole decks are tier A. Okay. And then after that, we have a bit of a fall off, which is our next best deck is Celestia Green White at 54.5%. So that's a bit of a drop from 56.8. You know, and I've played, I drafted Celestia once so far and I was just not, and it felt like it was a solid, it felt like a solid version of the deck and it still just kind of felt like meh. Meh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I drafted a really sweet Celestia deck. I was very excited. I had the Archon that makes everything four fours. That's got, you know, Jeez. a roll on it or whatever. Yeah. And it still wasn't good enough. 54.5%. Yep. 
for Celestia. After Celestia, we've got 54% for Is It, which is one that you guessed earlier. Yeah. So, you know, not doing great, but 54, okay. Um, and then we've got 53.8% for Orizov, white, black. That's a little, I think that is a little surprising to me. Did you Maybe think it just, was good or bad? I think I might have guessed, I think I would have guessed at it being a little better. Sure. I think I would have as well. But, it's yeah. It's interesting because Boros here in red, white is so head and shoulders above Orzov. <laughs> and it, yeah. they both have white and black is a good color in this set, but exactly. red is just that much better. Like, I think that that's what I would have guessed is that black is such a, seems like such a good color in this set Yeah, that I would have been like, oh, it should be, Orzov should be higher just by virtue of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I agree with you. That's Orzov, 53.8. Then we've got uh, Demir coming in at 53.6, which is what I was initially, I had talked to Megan like a few days ago and I was like, yeah. I've got some data that's going to surprise you. Uh, and at the time, Demir was the worst uh, performing color pair. Yeah. And I was like, I am shocked by that. Absolutely stunned, speechless because Demir is fairies here in Wilds of Train. The thing that everybody wanted to draft, just like ninjas in Kamigawa, here we are with fairies. Once again, we're very excited. We've got friggin' Bitter Blossom in the set. And yeah. now and then at the time, it was the worst deck. I was like, yeah. no, don't do me like that, Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> and <laughs> I know it's second worst, second worst. Yeah. And do you know what? I will say that like... Wait, sorry, third worst. I'm yeah. sorry, Simic second worst. It's so unfortunate, but also I've played against a couple of fairies decks that seemed like good versions of the deck, right? Like they had good cards and I still ended up beating, like winning those matches. Right, exactly. You Just can because do it, everything right and still lose Kobe exactly. Kobayashi Maru situation here. Like that's what it feels like with fairies. It's like, yeah, sometimes even if you have the best one, it's like just not enough. Those creatures are not big and there's yeah. some big creatures in this set. There are some huge creatures in Korean that you just put it down and you're like, well, I sure mm -hmm. hope you have some of those fairy tap cards in hand because yep. this big fatty's not going to get, you know, it's just going to sit here block it and blocking and attacking all day, yep. especially if you manage to give it reach. Um, and then we already mentioned Simic as second mm -hmm. worst at 52.1%. Um and then the worst, Azorius, at 50.6%. Yeah. I will say I did just play a Simic deck that I 2 one with that I did have a lot of fun playing. It didn't. It definitely feels better than it has okay. in past formats. Well, it's not the worst, so we yeah. got that. We I'm not saying that. it's stellar, but I had a really good time with the deck. I mean, that's what's most important, right? Are you yeah. having a good time doing the thing your deck wants to do uh, yeah. is basically my my measure of how successful color pair is in a format. Um, and these yeah. results, are, you know, we, we're not dipping below 50. So no, that's I'll, at least something. I'll say that we've dipped below 50 in other sets. But an eight point spread is probably not where uh, Wizards no. wants to be with a draft format. Nope. I will say um, that I wanted to look at two color plus a splash just briefly as well, because I see a lot of people splashing a lot in this format yeah. because it's easy to do. Um, there's a lot of ways to fix your mana and that uh, Boros with a splash um, is actually better performing than Boros alone. Wild. That is a more another shocking data point yeah, right there. Very because much so. Boros, you're not supposed to splash in Boros. You're no. supposed to turn your creature sideways and kill your opponent. You know, you're not going to mess around with your third color. Yeah, I feel like uh, the splash has got to be, like it doesn't say here what it is, but I feel like those splashes are 
most often going to be black. They're going to be black. They're going to be black. Think. Yep. 59%, 59.0% if you're playing Boros and Splashing. So, Wow. Okay, yeah. Maria, I'm now looking at these top 10 best comments. Yeah. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, so we t- we uh, we quizzed Megan earlier about what are the two colors represented among our top 10 commons, and they are red and black, as you may have figured out at this point in the podcast. Yes. <laughs> There's only two colors, everybody. <laughs> Just two. Congratulations, uh, everybody. Uh, we've got black and red, and they are doing just fine. Thank yeah. you very much. This, I um, mean, this first one is very unsurprising to me. The top common. Yeah, Torch the Tower, everybody. Yep. This is the single red instant. Uh, It deals two damage to target creature or planeswalker. If it was bargained, instead it deals three to that permanent and you scry one. um, And it exiles the thing if it would die this turn. So good. (laughs) It's like, it's an absurd card. It's very, very good. I I love this card. It's just shock. (laughs) That's better. (laughs) Yep, exactly. It's shock, but it's it is exactly that. It's shock, but better. It's shock, Uh, but sometimes lightning bolt. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's sometimes bolt shock, but sometimes it can be bolt, Uh, and usually is bolt. Quite honestly, for single red mana, why wouldn't that be number one common in the in the in the format? Honestly, with a sixty point eight percent game in hand win rate yep. if you draw it you have a 60 percent chance of winning the game <laughs> um Incredible. right behind it is candy grapple yeah this card's a house i love also this is just still one of my favorite cards yeah me too i love the this art card. is a caramel apple biting someone i really uh, love it i just can't wait for this to happen to me next month you know i'm so i'm here you're ready for to it. get bit by the by, by a caramel apple yeah i'm here right. for it take a chunk out of my arm little buddy you're very cute mm-hmm. um candy grapple one in a black instant bargain yeah target creature gets minus three minus three until end of turn if you bargain it, it can get minus five minus five until end of turn instead absolutely absolutely absurd Kills most everything you ever cared about in your life. So what else do you want? Candy Grapple coming in. Number two, best common in the set. Mm-hmm. Number three, we're going back to red for cut in. Three and a red for a sorcery. It deals four damage to target creature. And then you create a young hero roll token attached to up to one target creature you control. Yeah. Um, you know what? That's That sure is three pieces of removal as the top three cards. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we're not done, by the way. No, we are not. Because the next one is Flick a Coin. <laughs> Two and a red instant deals one damage to any target. You create a treasure token. Draw a card. Yeah. I right. mean, that's, that's an absurd card. It does so many things. Make a treasure, deal a damage, instant speed, draw a card. Uh, So I'm here for Flick a Coin. I really, really like this card. Super strong. All right. We're finally out of removal spells (laughs) by the time we hit number five here. Although we still have not yet reached a creature because this is Hopeless Nightmare. (laughs) Haven't you heard? Creatures suck, right? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? I could not agree more. (laughs) This is single black, uh, Hopeless Nightmare. For an enchantment, when it enters the battlefield, your opponent discards a card, loses two life. And when it's put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you scry two and you can pay two in a black to sacrifice it. Oh my goodness. The art on this is like really amazing and also very very creepy. Yeah, I really like it. Somebody's like bent over backwards with like smoke escaping from their brain. Yeah, and there there are eyes, eyes that are spiders. 
Spider eyes. There's spider eyes in this. There art. are spider eyes just kind of all around. <laughs> Somehow didn't win Gross's card though, you know? Well, you know what? It's I I'm do you know, I still maintain that. It's like prettier. It's too pretty. Yeah, it's it's artistic spider eyes. <laughs> spider eyes, but make it fine art. Uh, oh, so not, oh, look at this. I call this piece spider eyes. <laughs> this is by Dominic Mayer, who um has done some real bangers uh recently. Yeah. So that explains everything to me. Yeah, this card's good. Um I would never have guessed it was in the top 10. Um, no. If, especially if you when you had just shown me the set without any context. Yeah, actually, I will say at the start, I obviously would not have. I am unsurprised now to see it now, in the top 10. Correct. Like correct. someone casting this against you feels bad. It is a pretty big swing to yeah. discard a card and lose two life. And then to give them a scry too, especially when uh, they build a deck that wants to be putting things like this into the graveyard anyway yeah. to get a bonus. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. Next, uh, we're, we're still not going to hit a creature though. Nope, because the next up is Rat Out, <laughs> one of one of the best card names, you know, maybe in ever. And and by the way, I mean it kind of is half a creature. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is one half a creature because it is a single black for an instant. Up to one target creature gets minus minus. Ugh. Up to one target creature gets minus one minus one until end of turn. You create a one one black rat creature token with this creature can't block. Great. This card's very good. Yes. It's a good trick, everybody. I love I love the rat. The rat is great. And giving something minus one, minus one. So you're going to win the combat. I mean, ideally right here. You're yeah. winning the combat with this trick, and then you're making a creature out of it. Yep. Yeah, that's that, great. That counts for me. All right, we finally hit our first creature here in our top 10 list, everybody. Wow. It, this is so unsurprising to me. This is Sweet Tooth Witch. Two and a black for a three, two. When it enters the battlefield, you create a food and it has two sacrifice a food target player loses two life. AKA this is just the better one, three. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember wilds of Eldraine? It had like, um, a one, three for two and a black, witch that did the same thing, except you, you had to pay. Eldraine? Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had to pay two and tap it. And sacrifice a food to have a right. player lose two life. This one, you don't even right. have to tap it. Yeah, and that was a good card. Like, you played that card. Exactly. That card was good. You played, like, there were some decks that were about just playing that card. Well, and now I think there's some decks that were just about playing this card. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, this card is very, very good and well-deserving of its spot here on our top 10 list. Uh, what number is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. She comes in at number seven. The first creature. First creature. Uh, now we're going to get a red creature here coming in at number eight. It's Rat Catcher Trainee. This is one in red for 2-1. As long as it's your turn, it has first strike. It also has an adventure for two and a red instant. Create two 1-1 one, one black rat creature tokens with this creature camp block. This card is a house. It's so good. Those rats are good. This card is good. Do you know how hard it is to block this creature? It's very hard to block <laughs> it's this creature. Hard to block this stupid creature. And oh then my you dumb rats. <laughs> yeah. Also, just I just love that this rat catcher is bad at her job. <laughs> Why is she bad? Because they're like there are more there are more rats that have caught her than she has caught. Okay, yeah. I I'm, I thought she was like just taking them along for the ride, but I mm. guess if you're catching something, yeah. No, I think that these, she's like, oh, look, I finally caught one rat. And these two rats are just like, we're you know, right here. We caught you, lady. Exactly. <laughs> who caught who? Coming in at number nine, we've got a dog. So we've got a rat catcher, a witch, and a dog here. An edge wall pack for three and a red, three, three dog with menace. And guess what? It brings a rat. He have rat friend. 
He come with rat friend. I love. Uh, I think that this rat is in charge. <laughs> Of this animal street gang, I agree. Look, do you see this rat is literally like pointing at the dog, telling him what to do. This rat is riding on this dog's back. Yeah. Dream. Hashtag goals. Um, um. Also, Lord Skinner is in charge of this town. This says, the flavor text is, the mayor sent hounds to root out Lord Skinner, but their loyalty was easily bought with a handful of bones. Why are they getting those bones? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Maria, no, you don't want to know is the thing. You don't want to know. There's a common note amongst all of these creatures who are on our top 10 list. They um, rat? Well, Sweet Tooth Witch, di- Witch oh, didn't have true. a rat. She not but- rat. We've got one last one, and then we're going to try and guess what it was. Minstrosity is number 10. One in a black for three one. When it dies, make a food token. It, they make token. They all make a token. They all make token. You're are, you're getting a value out of each one mm-hmm. of these creatures. Um, Yeah. Or, they're as so we say strong. on Good Luck High Five, you're getting so much card for your card. You're getting a lot of card for your card. A in lot of card cases, for card here. You're getting more than a card for your card, you know? So much card for card. <laughs> Uh, that's our top 10 commons, everybody. Uh, Minstrosity rounding out the pack here with a game in hand win rate of 58%. Per- uh, Torch the Tower again with 60.8. So we have uh, a pretty pretty uh, good high number for all of those on the top 10 list. We don't hit a yeah. green card until number 11, wow. which is Hamlet Glutton. That's that big 6-6. Six, six. That makes so, a lot of sense. That card. That yeah. card is also a house. Yeah, it is. It's really good. Um, but I was shocked when I found out that there's only two colors represented in the top 10. Yep. Um, and w- it's we're getting a clear Gasp. picture of what you want to do. All of these cards, very cheap, yes. right? None of them cost more than four is the highest number here. And that one's kind of the outlier down at yep. the bottom. And there's the first, the first four are removal. Removal. Yep. Cheap removal, cheap creatures. It's a fast format. Red and black cards are good. There's your picture of what the format is looking like, everybody. Get those creatures out of (laughs) here. And now we're just going to mention uh, briefly the top five commons in each color. Some of these we will have said all of them before uh, because of our top ten list. In white, the top five are Hopeful Vigil, Cooped Up, Archon's Glory, Stockpiling Celebrant, and Besotted Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Hopeful Visual, and indeed that is number 12 on yeah. the list. It is top, quite good. Top commons that makes you the knight, and then it goes to your graveyard, mm-hmm. and you get to scry to. Um, so that's not surprising to me. Blue is Into the Fey Court, Spell Stutter, Johan's Stopgap, Sleight of Hand, and Baluna's Gatekeeper. You know what? I'm not impressed by any of these cards. No, exactly. Nope. <laughs> I just looked at you just said this list and I'm like, who cares? I cannot believe that the best card in blue is a five mana sorcery. So bad. It's not even that good. You just draw cards and you make a one one. I thought you were going to make like three one ones or something. I know. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Um, Blue underwhelmed. Black. uh, All five of them are in the top ten. Candy Grapple, Hopeless Nightmare, Rat Out, Sweet Tooth Witch, and Minstrosity. Red. All five of them are in the top ten. Torch, <laughs> Torch of the, the tower. tower. Cut in. Flick a coin. Rat Catcher Trainee. Edgewall Pack. <laughs> um, and finally, we have Green. These first two, wildly unsurprising to me. These yeah. cards are both just so solid. I like them so much, which is Hamlet Glutton and Hollow Scavenger. Yeah, really strong. 
Then we've got Leaping Ambush, Ferocious Werefox, and Brave the Wild. Yeah, Leaping Ambush coming in there at number three, performing really well. That's the plus one, plus three. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, untap it, I think. Reach. Yeah, Reach. yeah it's, it's important. And so, uh, yeah, so that's what's topping in green, the top five commons. Yeah. Overall... Um, I'm really happy we did this episode and we dove into this segment because the arena opens coming up everybody. And while sealed might be a little slower than draft just on practice, that's what it normally is. Mm -hmm. It's still fast, uh, taking a look at the speed of the format. So just FYI, don't, uh, let yourself get run over. Make sure if you can, that you are the one doing the running over or you're playing a lot of really good green creatures and some good black removal, because that's how to kind of slow things down a little bit. If you want to in this set. everybody that's this episode of good luck high five thanks for listening and thanks to jason for being an awesome patron everybody that's right thank you all so so much for supporting this podcast for supporting everything we do for supporting skellingtons i'm playing with my skellingtons again over here look at this green one everyone this was 3d printed in my home can you believe it already articulated like this yeah that's super cool I'm just so impressed by this skeleton. Here, you can hear him again. Um, Yeah, thank you so much, (laughs) Jason. If you want to be the next Jason, you can start on the next Friday the 13th, or you can become, which is a lot easier, honestly. (laughs) Yep. Patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Head over there there for all wilds of Eldraine that you need. And uh, next week, we're going to be getting you ready for the World Championship coming up next weekend. Not this weekend, next weekend in Vegas, everybody. Uh, Very exciting. We're going to be there working the World Championship. Yeah, cannot believe that it is happening already. I know. Megan told me, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, Time sneaks up on you. Time is a train that moves in one direction, but it's a sneaky train. Yeah. Um, A very, very sneaky train. A very, very sneaky train. (laughs) (laughs) Impressive. Happy fifth birthday to Magic Arena this month and 30th birthday to the X-Files, by the way. Uh, You both are so, so important in our lives for different reasons. (laughs) 